to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to part three of the Springfield Moment of Truth event in Missouri. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and it's Wednesday, August 24th in the year 2022. And tonight we're going into part three of the Springfield, Missouri event put on by Mike Lindell and my pillow of the Moment of Truth Summit. Now, Patriots, last night for Bards FM and, and Fishers of Men, we played parts one and two. Tonight will be three on Bards FM and part four for uh, and Fishers of Men. And we'll continue this all week long. And I just think these are some amazing interviews and discussions. And as they're getting posted, we're adding to each of the posts, what interviews are on each one so you can go back and find them. But these are important interviews to have. It was an amazing event, like I've mentioned many times, and it really gives a solid view and an indication of just how real it is that people are working to take back America and how active God is in people's lives. So with that, let's do a quick notification commercial here for Birch Gold, and then we'll jump right in. Inflation is real. The CPI is at another 40-year high, hitting 9.2%, and real inflation on daily goods, bread, milk, meat, gas for your car, even rents, are at over 30%. The recession is real. If all your money is in the market or tied up in US dollars, you're messing with fire. It's critical for you to take a hard look at diversifying your savings into gold and silver. That's where the professionals at Birch Gold come in. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and get a free information kit on how to diversify and protect your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, gold is the right investment to make now. Text BARDS to 989898 and get real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text BARDS to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on how to protect your hard-earned savings with gold. All right, Patriots, so here we go. Part three of the Springfield, Missouri event, this, the Moment of Truth Summit. We are back, and we're going to get some good interviews going here today, but before, let's just remind ourselves what it is. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! No, you can't handle the truth. That's just it, because Truth Social here with the truth, the momentum of truth, or what do we got here, the moment of truth event live from Springfield, and it's all going to be bringing more and more truth to the to the world, I'll tell you. So I've got somebody here who's new, and I'm going to have to tell you, I just met her. So I'm, and I'm, if you know me, 
you know, <laughs> there's one thing that I don't do well with, and it's names. And I apologize right up front here live. So go ahead and introduce yourself. I am Cassandra Watkins, and we actually stood on your stage at Bards Fest a year ago and uh, prayed together. You started the prayer. Oh, we my went goodness. Down. Okay, now it all comes together. Thank you. I'm, so, I'm glad you brought that. Okay, so this was a year ago. It, it's amazing how many people were touched by Bards Fest. It was so powerful. It was, it really, I think it was literally what we wanted it to be, which was the beginning of a change for the entire nation. And hang on just a second. Hannah, hang on just a second here, Patriots. I got to check real quick. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell me about what you're doing. I, my name is Cassandra Watkins, and I have a podcast that I just launched in May called Justice Uncensored. The name was birthed from my scripture, Amos 5.24, let justice roll like a river and righteousness like a never failing stream. And uh, it's just incredible to be at these events and meet patriots. And it's like we, we come together, there is a true unity movement that is taking place. And it's like the people that God is weaving together and the connections, it's just solidifying uh, what God is doing in this time. And it's cool that just before me, uh, Scott was interviewing my dearest friends, the resistance chicks. They're some of my favorite people. And so it's just cool to be sitting at this table having this conversation right now. Well, that's just totally awesome. Yeah, I, I, we have really um, had quite an amazing experience overall, just the moment we walked in with all the people that we're just connecting with. And it really has brought together people that were here last year and, um, it is like a reunion, isn't it? It is. God's worked in amazing ways. So your podcast again, what's the name of it? Justice Uncensored. Now, did you tell your story? A, l a little bit. I just was telling them that uh, Justice Uncensored was based on my scripture, Amos 524, let justice roll like a river and righteousness like a never felling stream. And uh, I didn't really go into my story, though. Well, I want you to go into your story because I think this is pretty amazing. So you were, it was put on your heart by God and you have now not only done your podcast, we traveled countries. So go ahead and tell that story. Well, this is heavy lifting, uh, disclaimer, but the beginning of my story is really heavy. And, uh, my stepdad was a pedophile and I've been through hell. Professionals have said the majority of people who went through what I went through typically go substance abuse or suicide. But God's hand was on my life, and I've always been a fighter. And I can't stand to see people mistreated. It's like there's been something that's been in my DNA that if there was an injustice, I had to stand up and do something about it. And I just know that, you know, I should be a statistic, but I know that I've been called, and many of us have been called for such a time as this, and we have to step into it. And so I spiraled, did a lot of things, drugs, alcohol, promiscuity, all crying from the depths of my soul for love, but I had a radical encounter with Jesus, and whenever I did, he broke me out of a lot of horrible stuff, and I realized that my life clearly did not belong to me. It was his, and I told him, I was like, I surrender personal ambition and everything. My only ambition is to fulfill your highest and best for my life in whatever capacity that looks like. And so through radical obedience and just uh, 
listening, and I've got an amazing team of prayer people who caught early on that God was doing something with me, and they've interceded. And so I told my story. It cost me everything. I haven't seen my mom since 2015. She's still married to my stepdad. And that's okay, though, because the Lord has woven together this incredible family. And so it's been a walk of faith, and I tell people I relate to Joseph a lot because early on, even before I was fully surrendered to the Lord, I was put in places where there was no logical explanation for me to be there other than the hand and the favor of God. And it's it's just amazing to look back and see his involvement the entire time. And so, yeah, I mean, grassroots politics, if you want to see a, a change, you get involved in the process. And that moved to me working on Trump's campaign in 2016. And after that, I traversed all of America, went on a 40-day fast, had no clue that fast was preparation to fast-track me to 23 nations in about three and a half years, the bulk of that before COVID. So really, it was about 20 nations in a year and a half. So you were flying before they started to, like, gag you and and, and have, like, wars on the middle of planes and pilots dying. And stuff right, like. exactly. No, that's good. Now, so t- what are the 23 nations you went to? The first one was Australia. I was there for three months, and that was a really fun story. I was in Flushing, New York, in these Chinese people's basement, and they had to go pick up a lady, and she came. She was from Australia, and it was this immediate heart connection. And anyways, the Holy Spirit was talking to me about Australia, and so I went from Chicago to Hawaii, and a lot of the places I go, I go on a one-way ticket because I wait and see what the Lord wants to do. So I got to Hawaii, was there for seven 17 days. And then from there, I had no clue that I was going, I was changing seasons in a day because I was going from summertime in Hawaii to wintertime in Australia. And I was there for three months and then New Zealand. And then I've been around Europe and the Middle East. So what are you doing on these trips when you get there? So this is what freaks people out. I am ordained through a non-denominational ministry, and I do preach when the Lord opens the door for me to do that, but that isn't, I don't go with an agenda. I go and I seek the Lord and I ask him, what would you have me do in this place? And when I get there, he shows me. And so what's the most fun is I've gone to entire nations for one person, literally going to leaving the 99 to go after the one, and to see the fruit of what God does with that one connection is just oh, yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. Okay, one of my favorite stories to tell, this is really cool. Actually, a lady that I met in Australia, she's precious. She said, if you find yourself in Scotland, I've got family there. Well, she failed to mention that her family, they're gypsies. And so I got to Scotland, and I actually spent a week with a gypsy family in my very own caravan. And uh, <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> it was. That's awesome. No, I think you just hit something that's really important. And I, I and what that is is that we tend to, and we talked about this just a little bit ago with the resistance chicks, is we have to be really careful when we seek to do something, not making it our own. Right. So what you're talking about there is totally relate to. I mean, you just have to let kind of, like, God points you, and you're like, okay, I'm going. And what's going to happen? What's going to manifest, right? And I, okay, so... I've got a really cool miracle story if you want me if Go you want ahead. to hear it. So this is really fun. I was in Rome 
And I tell people I've traveled the world with about $20 in my pocket because I do not fundraise. And the way that the provision comes is supernatural and people, it freaks people out. I'm a woman and I travel and I go alone and I break a lot of rules. And, you know, Jesus was a protocol breaker too. And I, I don't go with a heart or mindset to break rules. It just kind of happens. But so I was in Rome and I knew I had to go to Madrid. And I only had enough money for my flight there and one night in a hotel room. Well, so there was a lady that I met in Rome that put me in touch with a lady that lived outside of Barcelona. And that lady sent me a text message and she said, there is a meeting happening at this address tonight. You should go. Well, a lady that's like a mom to me, she was praying for me. And the Holy Spirit gave her a vision of a man in a blue plaid shirt. She said, I see a man in a blue plaid shirt. He's going to help you. Well, I get to this address that I was given and turns out it's it's a Brazilian church in Spain. So I had to go to Spain to fall in love with Brazil. And the lady at the door, she, uh, they, I don't speak Spanish or Portuguese. So she made her hands in the shape of a heart and pointed up. And I was like, yes, I love Jesus. So she waved me in while well, I walked into the church and there stood a man in a blue plaid shirt. And he and his wife were the only English speakers in the entire place. And so I'm a random American that walks in off the street and they're telling me about their daughter who was special needs, but that they had received many words from God on how he was going to use their daughter. Well, I told him, I said, well, one thing I can tell you is my strongest gift is I have crazy radical faith and I believe God for every word he's ever spoken over your daughter. I would love to pray. And so they agreed. I took him into the inner sanctuary, away from unbelief, away from people who are familiar with the situation. And the first thing I did is I prayed for the husband and the wife because I could only imagine the toll a special needs child would take on a marriage. So I prayed for them. Well, then I grabbed the little girl's hands and I, I had no idea she'd never spoken before, but I start declaring, she will speak. She will speak. Well, the very next day, she was five. She turned six while I was there. She woke up. And she said her first words. Oh, my goodness. This and, is awesome. And, and that ignited the whole church. And they said, and they were like, can you stay and preach on Sunday? We'll have Amanda translate. And I was like, well, if you want me to stay, I need accommodations. There was a lady there. She was like, I don't speak English, but we don't want to miss our blessings. Please stay at our house. So the only way we could communicate was via Google Translate. But God wove our hearts together. And it's so amazing when Jesus said, who is my mother and who are my brothers? It's those who do the will of my father. And so I've got this eccentric family all around the world, and we don't even speak the same language, but we're, we have the same dad, you know? And this is great. No, this is, this is why I love these sort of stories. So you've done 23 countries. Right. Just like that. Just like that. I mean, just every time, so just kind of like you end up somewhere. Right. I didn't pick out on a map and say, I'm going here, here, and here. I was sent, and, and I would get an impression, or I'd have a dream, mm -hmm. or some of my prayer people would say, I feel like you're supposed to do this, and uh, that's what would happen. And there were periods of time when uh, certain people would go with me for certain portions, and, and that was really, it's fun, because I, I, I walk in the gift. There is a gift of faith. And I have that gift. And, and so it's fun to have people walk with me. I'm like, if you're coming with me, you better buckle up because you're, you're going on a ride. But it's just amazing to see what God does. When you step out, the word says it is impossible to please him without faith. I agree. That's fantastic. So when you say the gift, you say that is like a gift and talent or you just have you received the gift? It, it, it's a gift. Um, like there are some, 
there's all kinds of different gifts that come from the Holy Spirit. But yeah, it's like some when you receive the Lord, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised, raised him from the dead, then you are saved. You have faith to believe that. So there, you, you have faith. But then there's like another level of faith. And, and I believe that that is a gift. Because like Peter, for instance, in the Bible, you know, he was the one that had the gift of faith to step out on the water and, and with Jesus. And he's also the one, this is really fun, that, you know, they needed the money for the tax. And Jesus was like, go drop your, your hook. And uh, there was a coin in the fish's mouth. And if he would have told Thomas that, Thomas would have probably looked at Jesus like he was crazy, you know? <laughs> that's a true statement. Now, I think, I think you're getting into something that's really important, which is totally letting go, right? right? I mean, you, you, everything you've described there is like you've not let yourself, your doubts, your hesitations, whatever those may be, you put that all aside and you said, okay, Father, here I am. Right. Where, where do you want me to go? And with that doors open that only he can open. That's exactly right. And, you know, with all of the heavy stuff that I've been through, the fact that I'm sitting here in my right mind is a miracle. And and we live in this society where everybody is told that they're a victim. But I know that we've been given all the tools through Jesus Christ to overcome. And and so what's amazing is I, like, it's it's him, but sometimes he... he he allows me to see the treasure in people and, and to be able to speak to that treasure and call it out and watch them move. I believe that we were put here for a purpose, but it takes faith to step into it because whatever you're called to do, that's usually the thing where you receive the most resistance. But in a gym, that's the only way to build muscles. And so you have to step into it. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm grateful. And it's like the things that I've been able to partner with him and walk with him to do, it's, it's a, a privilege. But I, I see people as his most precious possession. And when he entrusts his people into our hands, there's great responsibility in that. And it's just, I take this very seriously. I, I don't want to be a, a mis, I never want to misrepresent him. Right. And I also, I want to, I want to take care of his people. So that's just the heart that I have. Love God, love people and do what he says. So tell us about your podcast. So Justice Uncensored, I talk about all the taboo topics that they say you're not supposed to talk about. Um, I think that it's very important for people to have a place to share their story. And I, I honestly want to talk to people who even think differently than me because I, f- I feel that it's important for us to have these dialogues. Iron sharpens iron. And uh, so, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've interviewed lots of people. My first guest through a divine appointment in a hotel lobby was none other than Roger Stone. And that's an interesting one right there. It was an interesting interview. And um, I've, I've had uh, medical people, CEOs, um, patriots, truth tellers, just a, a very diverse array of people. I don't I don't really um, people try to put you in a box. And I just feel that we should be able to have any conversation that we want to have whenever we want to have it. And so anybody that wants to sit down and tell their story or talk about what they're doing, I want to talk to them. That's great. That's absolutely great. So what's your next adventure? 
I mean, you know what's funny is that people are inviting me everywhere. I have been like a pinball across the nation from place to place, and I do feel that with this movement, there's momentum that's building, and I believe the momentum is building because they're going to try, the wicked ones, they're going to try to shut us all down again. And I, I believe that in the shutdown, they, there's a very nefarious agenda, we all know. And I feel that it's very important that we walk in courage and boldness and we speak out and we stand up. And the, the Bible says if we resist the enemy, he will flee from us. So if we, the people, step into, especially the believers, if we step into the authority that we have been given by God and we actually move in it, then these wicked, nefarious people and their agenda, it's going to fall. It's going to crumble. And so, anyways, there's lots of places that I'm going, talking to people. And uh, I'm, so we'll see. So it's just open. It, 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 I'm going to Texas next weekend, so I will be in Texas. And you're doing what down there? There's an event, and I wish I could give them a plug right now, but I can't remember this. I'll summer. be there. You will? Yes. Yay! Yeah, I know the event. That's so, so exciting. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. That's, like, totally unexpected. And pretty cool, because that's all God working right there. Well, I was just with Juan and Sheila. and You were with Juan. I was with Juan. And he's the one who invited me, so this is interesting. All uh-huh. right. So, Patriots, you're going to have a... You are going to see something happen here in the next few weeks. This is powerful. This is so exciting. So Juan texted me, and he says, you got to go to this event. And I said, uh, and i got to find the event. It's in my notes. I'll find it. But anyway, and, and it's, so I said, okay, Juan, I said, um, when? Because I'm traveling, but I don't know if I'm going to be at the same time in Texas because I'm on a pretty tight schedule. And I was going down to Fredericksburg, and I was going to go to Ted Nugent's last concert because then I'm going over to see Ted and Shemaine. And uh, Juan says, it's this weekend. And I'm like, well, I'm in Fredericksburg. He goes, yeah, but the event's over by Dallas. So long story short, Shemaine, myself, Ted, or, uh, and, and Juan, we're talking. And we're like, okay, well, let's go to Ted's concert on Friday night. And then we'll go to, we'll do the event on Saturday. And then I'll go down and visit the Nugents after that. So, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, because I was in Texas. I don't. I mean, I'm in Oregon. You know, and I was all in the same weekend. So this is pretty interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. So you know that we're going to have a seating area, just all I of us together, do. right? For all right, Patriots. So if you want to see something really awesome, go to yo. You want to see something awesome? It's going to be Friday at the Ted Nugent event, and what's going to happen is we're going to have an area on the grass. And it's going to be, I think Shemaine may join us. And we're going to be myself and Juan and, and you're going to be there and a whole bunch of other. We're just going to sit down and listen to Ted rock and roll it all night. And then the next day, we're about 20 minutes away from that point. We're going to go over and have a, a rally event there the next day. And then we'll be talking and then whatever. So you, you should go to the Ted Nugent event. That's the answer to that. That's, so that's all good. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's what I'm telling you. Like the people. Yeah. When you get around your tribe of people, yep. it charges and refuels. And I feel like with all of the division that the enemy is trying to do to divide, it's God is re- reinforcing connections. And it's yep. like we're locking for a great purpose. I agree. No, I think this is really it. I mean, we're seeing this is literally a moment in time when the country is awakening and the remnant's role is essential. The remnant needs to step in now because this is, as you said, when we stand up against the enemy, the enemy flees. And it's, we're seeing the momentum build, but 
what's missing for many is the confirmation or the even the trust to take that step. And unless we have strong people in the Lord and, and strong followers of Christ to step into the gap, literally, and say, okay, follow me, they're not going to be able to know what to do. And it's, it's not like they're inferior or anything. It's just that this is somewhat of a new space for many to say, look, I trust in God. Watch what happens. And you're doing this as you travel all around. It's you, the, whatever God tells you to do, it doesn't matter how crazy. I mean, like building an ark and, you know, loading animals on. Whenever God tells you to do something, it's not going to make a lot of natural sense. But it is impossible to please him without faith. Be obedient to whatever he's pressing on your heart and watch him meet you. And there, there's... There's no, I tell people, people who get, because I've, I've actually invaded some places, like whenever the George Floyd thing happened behind the White House, yep. like I went back there and people were terrified because I was by myself. But I tell people, the safest place you can ever be is right in the center of God's perfect will. So just do that, whatever that is. That is totally awesome. All right. Well, tell us again where you can find your podcast. Justiceuncensored.com. Justiceuncensored.com. Uncensored. Uncensored. <laughs> Justice uncensored. I did it wrong. Now I got it right. Go Good ahead. job. Thank you. And yeah, I, my it links to my Rumble, but I'm on Clout Hub and I'm still on Facebook remarkably and Instagram and all those places too. Well, that's fantastic. All right. Well, I guess I'll see you next weekend. You will see me next weekend. Right, well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Well, God bless you. God bless you. Okay. Patriots, that is so awesome. Don't you think? I mean, this is like totally crazy. I'm going to give you a quick commercial break, and we'll be back. We've got more speakers coming up, more great interviews coming up. So hang tight, and uh, here we go. Listen about some My Coffee. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. When I tried My Coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It's the best coffee I've ever had in my life. And it starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. They have the perfect climate for growing coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Each batch is tested to meet the highest industry standards and all the production's done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee delivered right to your front door. And you can get them ground or whole bean or in the single serve coffee pods. Plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. And I guarantee it'll be the richest, smoothest, best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code and I'll get you my coffee for 25% off. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. So please order now. Well, Patriots, we have another very special guest, and this is Dr. Frank, who is like the brains behind everything genius when it comes to understanding when it comes to understanding election fraud. Hello there, Dr. Frank. How are you? Hey, good, great. You know what else we learned today? And I just I told them this at the beginning of the show. You have an amazing singing voice. <laughs> yeah, people. I trained for opera for many years, so I, I couldn't believe it. You would not believe the the Star Spangled Banner that you sing. That's not an easy composition. No, but I, I'm really a, a a conductor by heart, even though I'm a singer. Yeah, and so I enjoyed leading the whole crowd in it. And and I think when they hear a big voice leading them, they sing it with gusto. And well, so you did that. Good. My goodness, it's one of the best. One of the best rendition. I'm very serious. Yeah, I was very moved. Oh, good. Yeah, so, so thank you. I mean, it was just awesome. I couldn't believe it. So Dr. Frank, here he is like the biggest brain we've ever had on <laughs> literally understanding election fraud. 
and on top of it, an amazing voice. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about what you're seeing. Now, you were just, believe it or not, I didn't, this is how they were trying to keep you secret in your travels in Oregon. My parents were at the event, and you went there in my town, Roseburg, Oregon. Oh, yeah. And they come back, and you're like, and I just finished my show, and you're like, oh, we just, we just met this guy, Dr. Frank. I, I, what? You, you met Dr. Frank? Yeah. So tell us about what you're seeing. Like, Oregon's a unique state, and if we don't mind talking about it a little bit. No, I'm happy to talk about it. Because it is be 100% mail-in voter fraud. I yes. mean, that's what it is. Yes. So what do you see there, and how, how do you see a path ahead for something like that? So, first of all, every state has fraud. Okay. Okay, some states just make it easier. Yes, like and Oregon. Yeah. And yours is one of the easiest. And, and I got to just say, um, you know, I've been traveling the country. I've been in 43 states uh, working with grassroots teams. And I only was like in Oregon like a month ago, I think, maybe two months. Right. It, it was pretty recent. It, yeah. And, and that's a very good grassroots team, by the way, you met with. Oh, they're great, great teams. But I got to tell you, I... I feel the atmosphere around the country because I've been in so many states. When I came into um, Oregon, I was kind of taken aback. Yeah. How depressing. I mean, there's like this pall of depression over the state. And so I, I felt like I was like throwing gasoline on their bonfires. And when I left, I felt like I left behind a bunch of enthusiastic people. But they were quite depressed at first. Like, Wait, what do we do, Dr. Frank? We're totally yeah. lost. So I got to show them a path forward. That's fantastic. And they and they and so they're very motivated. And I, as it turns out, Oregon's. I've been bringing up Oregon in my talks ever since, because I'm in a lawsuit in your state now. Oh, that's fantastic! I'm um, glad to hear that. You, well, you know, here's I wanted to, just yes. a couple things to point out for you because yes. most people don't know this about Oregon. Oregon has a really strong grassroots movement. So before we ever had the yeah. truckers rallies, yeah, they locked down the Capitol twice. That was big. And then yes. another one that people don't know is the seven, seven of the primary data lines that go to China come off our coast. Whoa. China is heavily invested in Oregon. And all the southern county wow. you were part of, yeah, all rare earth minerals. So you, I mean, when I say this, is because people look at Oregon, they go, oh, dude, you guys are a bunch of liberals. You're blue. And you're, you, you have only a couple electoral votes. And it's like the first part is, no, we're not a bunch of liberals. Yeah. Three counties are. Yeah. Secondly, there's a ton of rare earth minerals. and so it's natural resources. Natural resources, right. And we're actually extremely valuable with the data as yes, well. That's, yes. So it's, it's no surprise that China has taken a major interest in Oregon very quietly. Yeah. And so, you know, you're, when I heard you were there, it was such a great thing for me to hear because I was so happy people were there to hear. Yeah. You also have great rivers to fish in. Oh, fantastic. I grew up in Northern California and I used to go up there in the summers and fish the Williamson and the Umpqua. Oh, you know it. That's my, that's, yeah, absolutely. That's my stomping ground right yeah, there. I yeah. love all that area. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, as I, so so I, you fly fish. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. I'm going to just put this on your calendar. At some point, <laughs> you and I are going to go fly fishing on the Umpqua. Oh, okay. that's, that's good. We'll, we'll set it up. So that. uh, that's great. Okay, you're going to so, float or you're going to wade. We'll, we'll wade. <laughs> Definitely wade. We can go up to Steamboat. Right okay. Right that's I'm, good I'm in. I'm All right. In. I love to fish. That's, that's a future going to happen. <laughs> All right. That's good. You heard it live here on, on Bards FM. That's great. So let's talk a little bit about, this is an amazing event I'm you put together. So. Yeah. And what is your hope for this? Because I think this is, I think we have the data side of this fight, but I'm just so happy to hear that there's a spiritual component woven into this because to me, there's those two can't, one can't be without the other. That's my personal Well opinion. put. No, no, I think you're dead on. Um, I like to tell people, think about it this way. We've had the data for 20 months. This isn't about data. 
This isn't about evidence. We've had the data. We've had the evidence for 20 months. What we didn't have was a public who understood what happened to them. They knew something was amiss, but they didn't know what to do about it. They didn't quite understand how it went amiss. So what do I do? Every day of my life, I'm out there with the people, teaching the people how their election was stolen, what they can do about it. You know, in, at the beginning, I made the same mistake that a lot of people make, which I think, you know, Mr. Smarty Pants comes in and shows the legislators what's wrong, and I assume they're going to fix it. Nah. None of the legislators in our country want to fix the elections. They're in control of them. Why right. would they give up control? Exactly. They're not going to give up control. So and, and instead, they're only clamping down across the country, making it harder and harder for us to uncover the fraud. They're making the fraud easier and harder and harder to uncover. And so that's what's happening. And, and they control it so they can control the outcome. So that's, that's kind of the situation we're in. So what we really need is not more data. What we really need is a movement. Yes. And why are we in this position? We're in this position because we as a country have become depraved. I mean, we don't know the difference between an innie and an outie. Okay? That, that's, that's pretty... That's absolutely true right there. Okay. And, and you know, and, and we kill our babies. Okay, so God is judging our country and we earned it. And, and yeah. we have, we've kind of worked ourselves into this, in my mathematics shows, this has been going on in our state for more, more than two decades. So what's been happening, we've just kind of allowed ourselves to be lulled into this position where somebody else is running our government, and somebody else is educating our children, and somebody else is running our elections. And wait a minute, we're supposed to be, we the people were the ones who were supposed to be joining the government. We the people are supposed to be the ones raising our children. We the people are supposed to be the ones running our elections. And since we've been paying other people to doing it, now we're suffering the consequences of that. It's like Plato said, Plato said, uh, the consequence of not getting involved in politics is you end up getting ruled by your inferiors. And that's exactly the situation we're in. And it's not just inferiors intellectually, it's inferiors morally and ethically. You know, you and I are honest people. We don't want to get involved in politics. Why? Because, oh, man, it's so dirty. Right. But guess what? If we don't, then dirty people are going to keep involved. Well, I think this is one of the things that I find always so crazy is that we say things like that. That's like politics are corrupt, and then somehow we vote for it and expect it not to be corrupt. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. and, And that is, to me... This is about a movement. And, you know, when I first started this 20 months ago, I was thinking, you know, I can go to the top. And I've met with multiple legislators and a couple of dozen secretaries of states around the country. I've done, kind of done, tried the top-down thing with very little success. Some incremental progress. But, you know, I, I'll, you know there are a few secretaries of states that I've red-pilled and a few uh, legislators that I've been able to make really important progress with. But mostly, the stuff that I'm most proud of, I had nothing to do with. It's the grassroots around the country that are waking up and, and taking the bull by the horns and deciding, you know what, we want to elect our own school board. We don't want this election stolen from us. We, we want to elect our own mayors. We want to elect our own commissioners. And somebody else is controlling those elections. Yeah. And so all around the country, that movement is growing. And I agree with you that it's a spiritual thing as well. And that's one of the reasons why I like working with Mr. Lindell so much is to him, this is a spiritual war. It is indeed. It's really fantastic. And he's, you know, and he and I share our faith. Yeah. Well, you do. I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing. I have a question. Are you going to be around all weekend? 
Yeah, I'm speaking tomorrow. Oh, you are? Yeah, I have a 45-minute talk tomorrow. I'm going to show some really interesting results and, and you, from and you, across the country. And are you around today more as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what I'd like to do, because I, I have another interview coming oh, up. Oh, yeah, sure. But what I would like to do is to get you back here this afternoon. Sure. And I would like to dig in deep into... With the sort of things you're doing. Oh, yeah. And especially you, you want to hear about Oregon. Oh, my goodness. Some great stuff's happening in Oregon. That would be you want to know about it. Yep. I'm, in a, I'm a witness in one of your cases. I, I can't wait to hear it. It's yeah. going to be great. All right. Yeah. So that's a tease up. Later today, we're going to have Dr. Frank back on. All right. Thank you very much. All right, Patriots. I'm going to give you another commercial. We'll be right back. And we're going to come back with Jim Hoff from the Gateway Pundit. Here we go. Hang on just a second, and right there. Inflation is real. The CPI is at another 40-year high, hitting 9.2%, and real inflation on daily goods, bread, milk, meat, gas for your car, even rents, are at over 30%. The recession is real. If all your money is in the market or tied up in U.S. dollars, you're messing with fire. It's critical for you to take a hard look at diversifying your savings into gold and silver. That's where the professionals at Birch Gold come in. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and get a free information kit on how to diversify and protect your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, gold is the right investment to make now. Text BARDS to 989898 and get real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text BARDS to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on how to protect your hard-earned savings with gold. All right, Patriots, we are back, and you're hearing me scream around this place. We're going crazy. We're trying to get all these interviews again, and it's like it's, it's a juggling match like you can't believe. So I was, we were going to have Jim Hoff on. I'm waiting for him to come back over. We ran over about three minutes on the previous interview, and he's just around the corner. So we're going to get that going here in just a second. But this is really an amazing time, and it is here. And it is here in Springfield, Missouri. And the whole point of Springfield, Missouri is, and if you were following, is that last year we were in St. Louis, Missouri, and um, – and the whole thing is that with the with Bards Fest, which we're discovering more and more for so many people, was an absolute grounding point and changing point in their lives. And quite frankly, I think it's a, a changing point for the nation, which is so incredible. So we are really in a great place here with amazing people. Many of them were at or were either in a speaker capacity or at the, the place of being in, the, in a... Um, in, as a visitor of Bards Fest, so this is really very powerful for all of us. Now we have Jim Hoff on next, and I'm super excited about this. So just so you know, I'm going to kind of tease this up. Jim runs the Gateway Pundit, and and I am I am really honored to have Jim on. So I, I've had Joe Hoff on, okay, and uh, so let me just we're just going to give a oh we got stuff going on all over the place. So <laughs> we had tape literally catch on his shoe. So just move that aside right there. Sorry about that. Kind of like you're going to walk around a tightrope. We're on the edge of a Yeah, exactly. Here we go. All right, so we are here 
kind of a crazy setup. If you saw it, you'd be laughing at all this. Don't take Jim up here. Jim, welcome. Hey, it's great to be here, Scott. This is Thank great. You. So, Patriots, this is Jim Hoff, who started, has run successfully one of the greatest Patriot publications in our nation, The Gateway Pundit. I have followed the Thank Gateway you. Pundit since it was. I, I think I think you were kind of a blog format originally. Isn't that fair? Yeah, that's definitely fair. Okay, because um, you. I mean, and it was funny because at the time you were just knocking it out of the park. I'm, I'm going back to I, what, around 2014 is when I think I started picking you. I think you were a little before then. Mm-hmm. But and people are like, "What's Gateway Pundit?" Well, today I don't think we can say what's Gateway Pundit. I think we're like, who doesn't listen or read listen to the Gateway Pundit? Oh well, thank you. Yeah, we've. Uh, Grown every year for the past. I started in 2004. Okay. So, um, yeah, we've grown every year and um, uh, uh, feel very blessed. You know, we get attacked a lot, as you know. Yeah. But um, we uh, have some pretty good numbers. Last year, we averaged 2.5 million uh, page views a day. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, and they try to take us down. They're always attacking us, but you know, we're still standing. So <laughs> you are still standing. Is, yep. Well, I'm, I'm going to say that, and Patriots, I just need to say this: if you do not listen, or I mean, watch, read all the things, because you've been doing some podcasting lately and some video casting. But if you don't read the Gateway Pundit, I and I, if you all know my show, I'm reading from the Gateway Pundit in almost every episode at one point or another. Just the headlines you do are just outstanding. The work you guys are doing is outstanding. So let's talk a little bit about that perspective because you have a you've really focused on that sort of outside in look and the dc metro craziness and you've survived it which is amazing right right we did have a a significant presence there for a while we had a reporter in the white house uh, press room during trump's uh, first uh, uh four years and uh so we got a, a real clear picture of what it's like inside the swamp and uh it was just we had no idea of what we were walking into. The people there, the way they treated our reporter, they were just animals. You know, they, they picked on him. I mean, these are the same people that would harass Trump for years, you know, and scream at him. And scream at his, uh, the, the, uh, the spokeswomen who would come in um, and, and insult them and call them liars and call, call him racist. Wow. Um, but they picked on our reporter, and it was, you know, one of Trump's good moves was uh, uh, shutting down those uh, daily press briefings because they were just animalistic, those people. We didn't report on that a whole lot, but uh, anyway, we don't have a reporter there right now. <laughs> and uh, that was, uh, yeah, we pulled out, and uh, maybe some some other time I'd like to send somebody back there again eventually. But, um, you know, you see the way they treat Joe Biden now. Mm-hmm. Um, just how uh, you know, nice and so respectful, and and all they do is lie to the American people, and yet, the, just the total the way that the total transition from being complete monsters to being just uh, oh, have a good weekend, Jen. You know, when Jen Psaki's there and all this garbage, um, just makes me sick to my stomach. But that's who we have as a national media, and I think that's why. Gateway Pundit's numbers continue to grow year after year because, you know, it's not just the White House press room. It's all of mainstream media is so corrupt, and uh, they, they just lie to the American people. It used to be, when I started in 2004, it used to be that they were just biased, and we were fighting bias on the left in the media. Today, it's just outright lies. And then they want to, and then at the same time, they're labeling you as a liar, right? Right, So. Right. People want the truth, and um, 
So they will they will seek out the truth, like your show and and Gateway Pundit, so that because they know they're being lied to. Absolutely, every day. Talk a little bit about your sourcing because you get some really good, and I've seen it grow too. I mean, over the years, you're you're getting a lot of breaking stories, which is a lot of like eyes on, or whether you have people on stringers or just people reporting for you. How's that working? Uh, you know, the larger we get, the the better our um, our sources are, better our contacts. We have some pretty good. Um, Dependable sources, of course, when we get things in the email, we have to check them out. We have to double-check things. Um, and there's a lot of stories that we won't put up, um, which may surprise a lot of people. But, um, you know, you, you have to be um, sure of what you're putting up and, 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 and certain that it's accurate. And if you don't, a site like ours will just get butchered. So, uh, uh, But we do have some, some wonderful sources today, and we're able to put up some really um, amazing stories uh, before the rest of the media. You, I was, you know, recently, and I, big compliments to you too. You, you've spent a lot of good time digging into details, like the CDC article you put up, where they did, and you've tracked that really well. Where they keep changing subtle definitions. Do you are you do you have assigned people to that, or is that just your constant process of digging in deep to these documents? Uh, we're we're pretty much a ragtag group of reporters. Um, so if somebody does, if they if they do have a beat, you know that they're mm-hmm. covering, we try to let them cover the story if something new pops up. But um, otherwise, it's kind of a free for all, and we all jump on this the, the information as it comes out. But um, yeah, so that's basically how it works. Let's talk about this event here, because this, this is significant. I mean, obviously we're. And big kudos to Mike Lindell. I mean, he, he's been, obviously, we, we promote him a lot. You promote him a lot. But this is a man who's literally been spending millions and um, pulling this together with all these people to where we have all the details and all the data in one location. So uh, what, what's, what's your feeling on this event here? Uh, I think it's great. You know, um, I was telling Steve Bannon earlier uh, that um, – uh, it's been about two years. It's coming up on two years since the election. And I feel more, you know, I feel just as strong today about the fraud as I did uh, in 2020 after the election was over. Um, and while they were attempting to steal it, uh, you know, uh, there's just so much evidence today. And so I'm, I'm really glad. I, I would rather be here than any place because, uh, again, uh, and I, te- I repeat this, but if we don't have fair elections, if we don't trust the elections, if we allow the left to steal every election, then we have nothing. There's nothing. You could talk about and you can bitch about all these other issues. Right. But if you don't have any power in, in the government, it's not going to do you any good. So we have to get this cleaned up. And so I'm so glad that Mike is doing uh, this convention this weekend and for all of his work. You were sued recently in an attempt to like crush you guys. Mm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, we've been sued quite a few times recently, <laughs> you know, so I'm not exactly sure which case you're talking about, but um, we were sued by, uh, I have a couple lawsuits with uh, Eric Coomer, who works at Dominion. He do- no longer works there, by the way. He was a top executive at Dominion Voting Systems. Two lawsuits there. We have one lawsuit, uh, but my they, they sued me and they sued my twin brother, who writes for Gateway Pundit. This was uh, some uh, these two election operatives in uh, Georgia, a mother-daughter team of Ruby and Shay, and we wrote about them. And so now they have some very powerful 
attorneys backing them wow. to uh, to s- sue us. I'm not sure what for, because we didn't do anything wrong, and everything we reported was accurate in my belief. Um, so I'm not sure why they're suing us, but they want to destroy us. And of course, this is just uh, lawfare. This is what you know we all we all know happens because if you're a prominent conservative, you're just going to get attacked. So those are uh, a few of the lawsuits we have right now. And uh, we've also gone on offense. We uh, we actually are one of the few, maybe the only one, maybe the only media outlet in the U.S. right now that is. Um, uh, suing to get the names of the uh, Epstein uh, perpetrators, you know, the guys that he that, that were he, uh, he was catching in his, you know, network. So, uh, and how is that coming along? Because you had some pushback on that, obviously. Um, well, the uh, recently the court said that uh, they would block this list from us from get us attaining this list because there's a secretive John Doe. They actually used John Doe as his name. Wow. He's not. Um, we're, we're trying to intervene in the Ghislaine Maxwell case. He's not a party of this case, which is kind of bizarre, but he is somehow associated and does not want us to get this list. So we're not sure who it is. It's someone obviously very powerful who is preventing us, but we're going to proceed. Uh, and, and try a few other things because we, we, we believe the American public has a right to, to see these names of these people, the, you know, the dozens or hundreds of people who, Jeff, who were associated with Jeffrey Epstein. We have a real, I, I'm, I'm going to try to paint a picture for those that have not been in D.C. and I, I worked there a little while. That's too bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, I was working for the Department of Defense, but it's the same thing. You know, it's like you get around it, and it's, it is so hard to describe to people just the kind of the uh, elitist position that so many hold on over this nation. How do you, how do you even describe that? Because you're, and you're dealing with quite, I mean, we see this as a sewer. We see this as, I mean, we, just the, the whole concept is horrible. How do you even describe D.C.? Because it's 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 so bizarre. Yeah, you know, um, I think if you go there and uh, you have your blinders on, it's a beautiful city. There's lots of things to see. Of course, you know, they have the museums that uh, you know I would recommend people go to. I wish I had time to go to them more. Um, so again, it, on the outside, it looks just a wonderful. It's you know, it's a, the center of American power. And uh, but you know, the longer I stay there, I've had so many confrontations. Um, I uh, uh, one time we had ac- asked for access to the Senate press gallery. We were assured, oh, everybody gets this pass. Everybody gets it. It's no big deal. Don't worry about it. And uh, they block us from that. And it was uh, it was a committee of six liberal outlets who get to decide they're the gatekeepers of who gets this pass. And we thought, you, you know, they give it to us, it's no big deal. Well, they didn't. And it was, uh, it was just, it was ridiculous. We were larger than any of these outlets. We were breaking more stories than any of these outlets. We were conservative. Now, that was, a, that was something different. But a couple of these six individuals, they, they weren't even, they, they weren't even in, in, with media outlets. They were with advertisers. We looked them up online. It's like... This guy works for like an advert. It's a, it's a web page. It's an ad for conferences. They want to get people to go to conferences. I'm like, how does this guy get to block us from having access into the press gallery for the Senate? So anyway, 
We've had a few experiences like that, and uh, but you know, I it's it's. I don't think I'd want to be there full time. I just don't. Um, I, I'm so glad there are some people who, who, you know, brave Republicans who do go in there. I think it's become more and more um, uh, violent against conservatives, and that's what I would call it. It's just violence anymore. You know, we saw how they treated Trump, and we saw how we, they treated. Sarah Huckabee Sanders when she's out or Ted Cruz or any of these other people linked to the Republican Party or Trump. So it's very hostile to Republicans and that's, you know, that's a shame. We also see now something that very much bothers me and we cover this very closely and that is that there's several people who are locked up currently for actions they took during uh, the January 6th rioting. And um, some of these people uh, are locked up uh, I have a friend in Florida who's locked up who never went inside the Capitol, wow. never committed any violence. He's a former uh, Green Beret, and uh, he uh, was actually approached by the FBI in December of 2020 to be to work for them on January 6th, and he denied them. So he started to speak out about it, He, he and now he's sitting in prison because wow. he spoke out about it. That's Jeremy Brown, who's in Florida. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, you, you just don't have a chance if you're a Republican to go to court there. I don't know what I would do if I ever got sued in a court in, in D.C. because it's, you know, I guess you have to face it. You're going to go to appeals court somewhere. Yeah, it's just a total rigged system. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about the origins of the Gateway Pundit, the name and, then, and what brought you to do that cause, and even when it started. Okay, so I started in 2004, just kind of a hobby, mm-hmm. you know, had a couple of readers. Uh, my mom, my twin brother was reading, uh, and uh, I, I, I think I, because it, again, it was the media was obviously so biased, and this is when blogs just started. Yep. This is before Facebook. This is before YouTube. It's before Twitter. Yep. I mean, think of that way back in uh, after uh, 9/11, where a lot of people finally started really looking at the internet. So, which changed a lot of things uh, news-wise because people were using the internet. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, so I started there. Just a few few people like concentrated on building our audience and uh by uh 2012 i was making when they started having ads even that wasn't even something that was happening when i was started out but then uh we got to a point where i i walked away from my full-time job and i have been doing this ever since since 2012 and it was a great decision it continues to grow every year and and i you know what i think i must love being in the fight because yeah, i'm in it and there's no turning around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's it's well, like, I can tell you some stories. You know, yeah, you're absolutely you right. You know that. You know, yeah. you're, it's like we're in the battle and we're in the front lines. And you might look over your shoulder, but there ain't no turning back. No, there isn't. Well, I'm just going to say it again. You, you have done a fantastic job. I want to thank you personally because it is, it, it is really it's a source that I use regularly on the show. And I'm just your your research is good. The news headlines are spot on. I, I can't tell you how many people that when they're like, "What do I turn to?" It'll be the first name out there going, "Go here," because you can. You'll at least and your format's great because you can hit the headlines fast. Yeah. And there's a and you have a good spot on there. It doesn't take people hours to read an article, and you don't do that other ridiculous thing that journalists like to do, which is to put the truth down at the last paragraph and right. somewhere in the middle of that paragraph. Right. Yeah, because we don't have to. Right. You yeah. just, it's right out there. How many? How many? staffers reporters do you have um well uh in 2016 i was still doing most of the reporting myself 80 mm-hmm. percent 
I think today we have uh, uh, five up to 12. Wow, that's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, yeah. Jim, I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you. It's Scott. really, really an honor to meet you. And, and, Good you to know, see you here. Absolutely. It's, it's always a pleasure to have your, your brother on, so it's always great now to put the two together. And, Patriots, I'm just going to tell you this. When, he, when, he's, when Jim says they're twins, I'm not kidding. Like, the, Joe and Jim come by and you're like, wait, 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 wait just a <laughs> You're not the first one who said that. Yeah, that's so. fantastic. Well, All right. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. God bless you. Okay. Bye-bye. So, Patriots, that's it for part three. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this blessed time that we're in with so many Patriots awakening with Christ in their heart, the awareness of the importance of this fight at a ground level, to be using information, to be using the trust in you, to be using our faith all of these things coming together to stand strong against the enemy, to not give, to not waver, to armor ourselves up and to be working together in a fellowship, all in love of what you're trying to offer us as a kingdom. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, Patriots, another great episode. I would hope you enjoy all of these interviews. These are just what the whole weekend was about. We're going to have another episode here tonight for Fishers, so join us then. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He will never forsake us. And let me tell you, this is the truth like never before here. In the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you in about 30 minutes. Until then, or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. 
not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 